Chapter Twenty of the Valiant Runaways by Gertrude Atherton. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Lynn Thompson. Chapter Twenty. Now, said Roldan, as Raphael and Hill trudged into the perspective of the canyon, we must sleep, but by turns. The priest will surely go to the cave today, and when he finds us gone, he'll come straight for the mountains, and not through the tunnel, either. He'll come on that big brown horse of his. You sleep first, for two hours, and I'll watch. You first, my friend, suppressing a mighty yawn. It is easier for me to keep awake. Lie down on that horrible bed. I do not so much mind waiting a little longer. Aidan lifted his nose at the bunk covered with a bearskin, then flung himself upon it, and was asleep in three minutes. Roldan sat with his eyes applied to a rift between the high door and the wall. It commanded a view of the opposite wall of the canyon, over which wound a zigzag horse-trail. The sun, which had hung directly above the canyon when Hill and Raphael departed, had slid toward the west, leaving the canyon cold and dark again. And Roldan was about to call Aidan when he sprang to his feet and stood rigid, cold with fear. On the brow of the wall opposite, three hundred feet above his head, stood a powerful brown horse. On him was a huge figure, clad in a brown cassock, the hood drawn well over his face. It was impossible to distinguish the features at that distance, but Roldan fancied that those terrible eyes were holding his own. He recovered himself and dragged Aidan out of bed. "'The priest,' he said, "'help me to wash these dishes, quick. It will take him some time to get down.' Aidan stumbled across the room, plunged the dishes into a pail of drinking water, then handed them to Roldan, who dried them hastily and piled them on the shelf. Then he flung the water across the clay floor of the hut. "'Get up the ladder,' he commanded. Aidan scrambled up. Roldan followed and pulled the ladder after him. The garret was very low and half full of skins. They could not stand upright. It was also bitterly cold.' Each hastily wrapped a skin about his body, and lay full length, Roldan on his face, his eyes applied to a chink in the rough floor. A few moments later the door was flung aside, and the priest strode in. Roldan shuddered, but not with personal fear. The priest looked like a man who had just left the rack of his native Spain. His hair, the hood had fallen back, stood on end. His face and tightened lips were livid, his eyes rolled wildly. "'Jim,' he said hoarsely. "'Jim!' He left the hut as abruptly as he had entered it. "'He has gone to look at the mouth of the tunnel,' whispered Roldan. "'What fools we were not to cover it up again. "'Then he would have walked its length to find us, "'and the horses might have come before he returned. "'Well, he cannot get us until he pulls the roof down.' "'He'll do it,' whispered Aidan grimly. "'Those hands! Dios de mi alma!' He will think we have gone somewhere with Don Jim. The priest returned in less than half an hour. His face, if anything, was still more terrible to look upon. There was a touch of foam on his lips. His great hands were clinched. He strode over to the bunk and lifted the heaped-up bearskin. Suddenly he pressed his face into the fur. Perfume! Donna Martinez! he exclaimed. They have been here. He raised his face to the ceiling and the boys held their mouths open that their teeth might not clack together. They closed their eyes. Instinct bade them give heed to visual magnetism. Roldan immediately wanted to cough, Aidan to scratch his nose. 
The next few moments were the most agonized of their lives. They felt the priest lift his hands and pass them slowly along the ceiling. They felt those eyes searching every crevice. Then they felt him grip the edge of the aperture and lift himself until his eyes were above the garret floor. But it was pitch dark. He could not even see the ladder, much less the boys under the bearskins. The priest dropped to the floor and seated himself upon a box, dropping his face into his hands. There he sat, motionless, for hours. The boys buried their heads in the skins and went to sleep. They were awakened by the sound of voices. A candle flared below. Hill had entered. He and the priest were alone. They were here, sir, that's true enough. I've just taken them to the Senor Carrillas and pointed them for home. They seemed in a hurry to vamoose these parts. The priest groaned and struck his fist on the table. Then they are leagues away by this. They be for a fact. Their horses was fresh, and they was powerful keen. They was just sweatin' to get home. And Rafael Carrillo, did he go with them? He didn't. He allowed to, but his father warn't agreeable. In fact, he was, saving your grace, cussed disagreeable. He corralled us as we was corralling the horses, and although he was mighty mad at such French leave, he said, speaking of the other two kids, that they could take the two horses and git, and the sooner the better, and if they never come looking for adventures in these parts again, the better he'd be pleased. The priest did not appear to doubt him. He was looking through the doorway. Roldan could not see his face, but he saw the stare of wonder on hills. "'Very well,' said the priest, after a moment, and his face was hardly audible. "'I shall return now. Can you come down to the mission to-morrow? "'No, the day after. I have a secret to confide to you, "'and it will not be to your disadvantage to know it. "'I had no intention of telling anyone, but I need help, and now more than ever. "'There is no time to be lost. Can you come early? "'I'll be there between dawn and ten o'clock. "'That will do. Good night.' "'And the priest went out.' No one spoke until the sound came up to them of a horse fording the creek. Then Hill said cautiously, "'Hi there, young'uns.' "'In the name of Mary, let us come down, Don Jim,' hissed Roldan through the crack. "'Well, I guess you kin. He's climbing the hill, and I don't see as there's anything to bring him back. I hope the fleas ain't etchy alive.' The boys lowered the ladder as rapidly as their stiff fingers would permit, and a moment later stood on the floor of the room, shaking themselves vigorously. "'Where's Raphael?' demanded Roldan. "'Tucked in his little warm bed with a warmer hide, I guess. "'The old man caught us in the very act of horse-stealing. "'Holy smoke, but he did cuss. "'I ain't got no pride in Yankee cussing left.' "'What did Raphael tell him?' interrupted Roldan eagerly. "'He told him as how we've made up his mind to go home with you for a little paseo. "'Did he say nothing about the priest? "'Nothing. Never opened his head about the priest.' "'When I'm governor, I'll reward him,' said Roldan, warmly. "'When you're president of the United States, you might make him secretary of state. "'But the horses, the horses, they're tethered just over the mountain. "'I suspicioned the priest might be here, seeing as you were expecting him, more or less. "'Did Don Tiburcio say about me, us, what you told the priest?' "'He did, and more of it. "'He was as mad as a bear with a sore head. "'You see, he hadn't had no peace of mind for some hours.' "'And as for the old lady, I believe she's been having high strikes regular since breakfast. "'Now I'm hospitable, but my advice to you is to git. "'Like as not, the priest'll see old Carilla tomorrow, 
and then the cat'll come out. I can get out in it all right enough. I'll say as how the old man didn't see you, that you was resting on the other side of the wall. Like as not he'll believe me, but he thinks you're pointed for home, and if he wants you badly he'll follow. You'd better go south for a month or so, and go home by bark. I'll fetch the horses down now, and put them in my shed. That'll rest em a bit, and keep em warm, and then you can start the minute it's daylight. You have been a friend to us in trouble, Don Jim, and I shall never forget it. Don't mention it, Rolly, don't mention it. I kind of like excitement when I ain't the hero, so to speak. There's one thing I've got to ask in return. Have you got a grudge agin the priest? I have. Be you meditating revenge? A Spaniard never forgives an insult. Oh, have you got it in your power to injure Padre Osuna in the sight of men? I have, and worse for him. Don't do it, young man, said Hill solemnly. Don't do it. It ain't worth shucks to ruin a man for personal spite. You'll find that out the minute you've done it. You'll feel small and mean, and if you want to be a great man, and I can see you're ambitious, that ain't the way to go to work. Padre Osuna has his faults, but he's a big man. There ain't none bigger in the Californies, and he ain't the man to ruin without thinking a lot about it aforehand. He insulted me horribly, said Roldan, shutting his teeth. I will never respect myself until I wipe out the memory of that moment. He lost his temper, I suspicion, and whacked ye, like as not. Well, I'll admit it's hard on a don of your size, but take my word for it. You'll feel a sight better if you mount the high horse and forgive him. Treat him with silent contempt. Nothing makes you feel as good as that. Tried it myself. I must think about it, Don Jim. Well, do. And maybe you'll remember that I asked ye as a favour to let the priest off this time. He's been the best friend I ever had, and he's been the friend of many, young un. Roldan stepped forward impulsively and grasped Hill's hand. I will never speak, he said, and you can say to Raphael that I wish him never to speak either. Only, in return, Don Jim, I insist that you do not tell him that I promised you this. He shall not think that I fear him. Oh, I ain't going to have no conversation with him on the subject. Don't you worry about it. Now, I'll go after the Mustangs. You lie down, and when I come back, I'll cook that there rabbit for you. You can get dinner at the Ortegas, but don't stay there too long, for the priest's mighty sharp. End of chapter 20